Hi, Thirsty Buckets. You know, we're taking a break right now, resting up to do some intensive thirsting when we get back. But until then, we're sharing some of our favorite episodes from over the years. In this one, we talk about Lee Pace, sturdy but delicate. We try not to go too long on pushing daisies, but how could we resist? Anyway, enjoy, and we'll be back with a bunch of new episodes in a couple of weeks. I'm sitting on the ground when I hear Lee's footsteps. His eyes drop to my (laughs) which is now throbbing. (laughs) Does it hurt? He asks, biting his lip. Yes, I whisper. His eyes soft. He reaches down to me. I inhale sharply when he touches the tender skin. Easy, he says. I've got you now. Woo! All right. All right. <laughs> Hi, Nicole. Hi, Bim. How are you today? I'm good. How are you? Listen, I can't complain. I mean, I could complain. Right. But I don't think anyone would listen. No, what's uh, the point? <laughs> <laughs> Shit. <laughs> but I am excited because... Today's first object is someone who I have fancied from afar, even when I couldn't explain why I fancied him. Right, yeah. I just felt it in my shoulder. Yeah, Also same. known as, like, the deepest part of my chest. Yeah, yeah. I have uh, enjoyed looking at him for a very long time. <laughs> and his work. I, yes. I like his work, of course. I'm, sh- I'm glad to hear it. <laughs> <laughs> also, he does a job, I guess. Right, yeah. Yes, yes, he does do a very good job in many things. Yes, and we're talking about Lee Pace. Lee motherfucking Pace. Yeah, we've had him on our list for quite a while. Since season one. Yeah, and we keep shuffling him about, and we're finally talking about him. Yeah, we um, are. <laughs> because he is so cute. He is, but he's also handsome. Yeah. Like, he's cute, cute. But he's also one of those guys who really grew into his face, his body, his yeah. move. Like yeah. he, he he grows more graceful with age. Yeah, he's a tall drink of water. He is that <laughs> <laughs> bottomless drink of yeah. water. Yeah, it's a lot. He's he's very potent. There's yeah. something about him. I always feel mesmerized. I feel like in the olden days. He would have been a great charismatic leader mm-hmm. of some kind. He mm-hmm. has those eyes that you just want to <laughs> take a dip in. He reminds me a little bit of Gregory Peck. Yes. Like hard, old yes. school, charm, yes. brows, yes. all of that. I'm actually in your sentence right now saying yes. <laughs> yes. That's exactly who he reminds me of. And I have great affection for Gregory Peck, specifically his eyebrows, mm-hmm, which you may mm-hmm. remember from our Golden Bays of Hollywood episode. Yeah. I am a huge Gregory Peck fan. His whole his whole aesthetic and Lee Pace to me seems to be a very modern uh, adaptation of a Gregory Peck yeah. uh, story. I just I could look at him walk and kind of just throw his shoulders around for like a solid four hours. Oh my god! And the thing is, like, if you know who Lee Pace is, then you're here with us, right? And there's some people who don't know who Lee Pace is. Mm-hmm. Um, that's because you know I wouldn't say he flies under the radar. He kind of does though. You know, he is not um, quite as shiny, I guess, as right. some other stars. And this is despite being in what will be two Marvel films mm-hmm. very shortly, because, of course, he was in um, Guardians of the Galaxy, mm-hmm. dressed up in amazing blue paint, <laughs> because I'm telling you, it takes a very special white man to look good in blue. <laughs> like, because <laughs> normally I'm like, what the devil is this? Yeah. Um but no, instead, Lee Pace is like, blue, bitch, I'll wear it. Yeah. And he looked just powerful and 
angry and just, ugh, I just wanted to do things. God oh bless gosh, him. Bam. I'm sorry. I just feel very strongly about Lee Pace. <laughs> I think he is. I just, oh, I just want to eat his face. Sorry, did I say that out loud? My yeah. apologies. I'm sorry. That's, all right. that's what we're here for. That's what we're here for. So that's Ooh. what we're talking about today. Yes. Lee Pace mm. and all of his sturdy yet delicate <laughs> sturdy, beauty. Sturdy yet delicate. That's exactly. Mm. Oh, my God. We've got a title for an episode right there. <laughs> sturdy but delicate. The Adventures of Lee Pace. There it is. <laughs> Let's take it back to season one, Thursday Kid. Uh-huh. When did you first come across Lee Pace? All I remember, Nicole, is clouds. And I looked out the window. and th- No, of course not. <laughs> Lee Pace only feels like a magical fucking being. He is actually an actor. So I think the first time I got very familiar with him, lol, was back in 2004 mm-hmm. on a very short-lived TV show. Mm-hmm. I'm taking it old school. It was called Wonderfuls. Ah, yes. I remember that show. I didn't watch it at the time, but oh, I remember dear. it. I remember it. Yeah. And he, he was, a, a, I suppose, a minor character in the grand scheme. Um, he played a guy called Aaron Tyler, which I'm sorry, is perfect. Because <laughs> he looks like an Aaron Tyler. Like, ugh. And in that, he's kind of dorky looking. So he has like a lot of hair in his face. And what I was saying before about someone growing into their face and their mm-hmm. body, he, I think he was... Uh, on the he was leaning into it but he mm. wasn't he was still a bit gangly and a bit and he's supposed to be a slightly kind of awkward white man which is perfect because that's exactly what he is in this in this show <laughs> but that was the first time i saw him and i was like oh who the fuck is that tall guy because yeah. like you said he's a very tall drink of refreshing water mm-hmm. and even then i was parched shout out to 2004 bim who was <laughs> consistently parched but anyway I saw him there for the first time but then i know he blew up by the standards of blow up for, for lee pace yeah a couple of years later, when he was on a TV show called Pushing Daisies. Yes, that's where I saw Let's him. talk about that then, Nicole. I love Pushing Daisies to the <sighs> point, you know, when people are like, what show needs to be rebooted, blah, yeah. blah, blah. That's the only show that I'm thinking needs to be rebooted. Because, wow. And not rebooted, but we need a proper ending for it because it had uh, two seasons and the ending was kind of rushed and I was a little upset, yeah. you know, but it's such a beautiful story, mm-hmm. um, beautiful and weird, right? Yes. So... Uh, Lee Pace played Ned the Pie Maker. Yeah. And he had this ability to touch people and bring them back to life. Yeah. But if he touched them again, they would die for good. Yep. Hard <sighs> <laughs> save. I'm just remembering the feeling the Pushing Days has put into my heart. And I'm yes. just, I'm caught up in the rapture of you. But go on. Yeah, it's because it's like, it's, it's a dark comedy, yes. but also very bright and colorful. Yeah. And it's a fantasy, mystery, yeah. light but dark, Yeah, you know, surrealist, but also very down to earth. It's very, it was like oddly gritty, but also very, very soft and beautiful. Yeah. And it, I mean, it always left you with this like, kind of like what the good place is right now you know you're looking at something that has this kind of darker theme to it you know about dealing with life and death and what happens after death but also it makes you feel good about what you're going through right now there was something about that show it was kind of mesmerizing to watch you couldn't look away yeah and so ned the pie maker Mm -hmm. um lee pace 
he was in love with this woman named Chuck who had died and he had touched her. So she had been, you know, brought back to life. Right. But then he could not touch her again. Right. So they were trying to figure Ugh. out how do you express your love when you can't touch? Oh, my God. Oh, what a premise. Oh, my goodness. It was so sweet and so sad. But it was great. And then um, Chi McBride was one of the supporting actors on the show. And he was so hilarious. He was great. Uh, he played like this hard-boiled private investigator yeah, guy. Yeah, yeah. Um, Chi McBride's character's name was Emerson Codd. A great name. Great name. <laughs> so Ned and Emerson join forces and will help solve crimes, right? Right. Just fantastic. And then, of course, there's Kristen Chenoweth, who played oh Olivia, a waitress who was in love with Ned. Yeah. Uh, so she would have these musical numbers. It was just, you got to find the show if you haven't yeah. watched it. It felt like the perfect marriage of using everyone's best tools. So Kristen yes. Chenoweth, of course, would come in and do a number. Anna Frill was just like this beautiful, precious fucking fairy. Mm-hmm. Um, Ned, who is Lee Pace, was like this incredibly hot, tender, so smart. And he pines like a motherfucker. So, Oh, his eyes. Oh, my, oh God, my God. They're so sad. We've talked about the importance of eye acting on mm-hmm, this show. Mm-hmm. And Lee Pace has that in spades. I mean, <laughs> yes. oh, my gosh. My name is Ned. I live a simple life. I wake pies and make the dead. That was creepy. I make pies and wake the dead. Another movie that he did, mm. The Fall. Yes. 2006. Beautiful film. Another fantasy mm-hmm. film. You know, he's playing two different characters. And at some point, one of the characters has eye makeup or his, you know, he's got oh coal around it's his It's so eye. dramatic and beautiful. He looks amazing. He does. Lee Pace is uncomplicatedly beautiful. Like there's just what it is, is the symmetry, because that comes through regardless of whatever he's doing with his face. Mm -hmm. I think you can change a lot of stuff. You can put makeup on, you can change your hairstyle, you can do whatever. But the thing about Lee Pace's face is to begin with, it is a perfectly symmetrical face. So it is pleasing. From whatever angle you're looking at, whatever he's piled on or taken off, which is why mm-hmm. he works so well when he's playing Cree and he's wearing, you know, wearing blue body paint mm-hmm. with like, and it's kind of like, how does this work? And it works because the canvas on which you are painting is almost perfect in yeah. terms of just symmetry. Yeah. He's so beautiful in the fall. And, you know, I think the director, Tarsem, is someone mm. who does these bold, big visuals anyway. And you have these amazing backdrops and then you place Lee Pace in the foreground of these backdrops and suddenly it becomes like a fucking symphony of just the perfect marriage between, you know, the actor and, yeah. the, and the set. It's yeah. beautiful. There's this moment in the fall where... Lee's character, Roy, is talking to a little girl. They're in the hospital Mm -hmm. recovering after some procedures. And there is kind of this menace to Roy Mm -hmm. in this moment. And Mm -hmm. you don't know what he's about to do. Mm -hmm. And I remember just, I literally moved to the edge of the couch trying to figure out what's about to happen. Just to catch it. Yes, because... And in not in a good way, like because no. again, like I said, there was it was a menace to it. I did not know if he was going to hurt this child, mm-hmm. but Lee played it in such a way that you were like, "How do I move into this film <laughs> to stop him? Whatever From, it is yeah, that yeah. he's about to do, yeah." Because he was so 
his eyes, yeah. the set of his jaw. Yes, he has the, a great jewel. The body language, like yeah. he is a full body actor. Yes, he is. He pulls you in with it. Yes. It's, it's a, it's like a tractor beam. Like yes. you're caught in it, and then you're just kind of staring. Like you said, you feel the urge to move closer and mm-hmm. kind of like stop or enhance or something. But yes. but I want to be involved. Yes, um, <laughs> you know what I mean. Like he just makes you want to be like, and, and then what? He's the kind of person who tells a story and you get carried away, and you're like, and, and then what happened? Like he's just, you know, he he has that. Power. Power. I want to go back to I mentioned it at the top of this uh, wonderfuls. Mm-hmm. Just I want to talk about something else about Lee Pace, which is not often uh, brought up because he's so beautiful. But his voice, oh yeah, is so deep. He's got a really nice voice. <laughs> his voice is so the timbre of it is just. Again, I want to climb inside it <laughs> and take a very long nap. You feel the bass of his voice in your chest. Yeah. So whenever I have the volume way up and I'm watching something that he's in. I get like tingles mm-hmm. because it's it feels like ASMR. Yeah. I'm going to just play you a little clip from um, Wonderfuls. And to set it up, he's basically at home with his little sister's best friend who's placed by uh, Tracy Toms. Mm-hmm. God, I love Tracy Toms. Please come back and do something amazing, Tracy, on TV. Um, but she's basically kind of like lamenting the fact that in their little town, she's not really getting a lot of attention, uh, you know, like her best friend, a.k.a. Lee's little sister gets. And Lee is obviously someone who, as the show goes on, we find out he's had like feelings uh, for Tracy's character and has just been unable to say something. But this is basically his, this is his in. And I want you to, this is the first time he attempts, I think, to, to tell her that he might have feelings for her. So just let's, let's play something. Mm. You know, that exchange student from Prague still emails me about her. She's like a bug zapper. Long as I've known her, guys have been throwing themselves at her. Maybe if she was more like some of us less magnetic types, she wouldn't be so quick to throw him back. I think you're magnetic. Bitch. Did a little head tilt? Yeah, well, for all my innate magnetism, I haven't really been attracting a lot of the brothers in the greater Niagara region lately. I'm somebody's brother. (laughs) Listen! It's so white! It's so white! And yet. <laughs> and yet. And the thing about the thing about Lee's character in this show, yeah. his hair looks like it's in between styles. Yes. So it's not very it's not very flattering. It's not quite. hot. And then he's got some, you know, sideburns yeah. happening, some <laughs> it's 70s. Like the seventies, but very yeah. bad. <laughs> but he's got this smirk on his face. Like he's Listen. looking at her like, Look, are you seeing me? Because I'm seeing you. Listen. There's another scene where Lee's character uh comes to the bar where Trace's character works. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they've just been intimate uh for the first time and, you know, they're just kind of dealing with that kind of initial awkwardness. I just wanna I just wanna just throw something out here. And it's perhaps it's less audio, maybe it's more visual, but I'll I'll just I'll do some audio description as we go. Did you really want something? Just this. Not trying to kiss her. <laughs> Fine. So I have to buy anniversary presents for my parents. Mom told me what Sharon's getting dad, so I've got to get him the more expensive one. Hey, <laughs> do me a favor. Come with me to the dinner. Your parents' anniversary dinner? I need you to take a picture of Sharon when dad opens my present first. I do it myself, but that seems petty. But yeah, that's not the only reason. Uh, b- because I, I just want you to be my date and uh, whatever uh, capacity you're comfortable with. Nobody's going to be comfortable with me being your date in any capacity. Mm. What are you talking about? My parents love you. You've had a stocking on our fireplace every Christmas since I was 10. You don't 
don't understand how your mother feels about the women you date. She loathes them. But she doesn't loathe you. She will. She'll see this as a betrayal. I'm a wolf in sheep's clothing. I've infiltrated her flock and now I'm about to eat her delicious baby lamb. Answer's no. But you just said I'm delicious. How could you say no to delicious? Listen, he says that while he's putting on a stupid, like, paperboy cap and a red scarf. And I'm just uh. like, this should be wholly unattractive. <laughs> and yet. Which feels like the Lee Pei story. Right. And yet. And yet. Because it's just very, very posy. So I love I love Wonderfalls. You know, you mentioned Pushing Daisies being mm-hmm. one of your Bring It Back. I would love, I know it's way too late now and he's in Captain Marvel and all these yeah. other things. But mm-hmm. in my heart, I'm just like, Bring Back Wonderfalls. I'm just ready for very sweet, swoonsome you know, a very gentle yeah. TV show. I just, yeah. I just, I crave it. And Wonderfalls was certainly that. So Lee Pace for me, his voice is just so, it's like oddly shy. And like in that clip in particular, where he's kind of like, my parents love you. And I just want you to come as my date in any capacity. And I'm just like, okay, let me just throw my bra at you real quick. <laughs> We should talk a little bit more about his more recent stuff. So he has kind of carved out a bit of a niche for himself in like big budget stuff. We mentioned Marvel before. Mm -hmm. He was in Guardians of the Galaxy and he's going to be in the upcoming film, Captain Marvel. Mm -hmm. Um, There was a great little teaser video on his uh, Instagram. Do you remember that? Yeah, where he's walking. I don't know where he's walking. Somewhere outside. He's shirtless. And whoever is the camera person is filming his wide back, which has (laughs) a lot of moles on it. And I love moles. Yes, you do. Oh, my God. Like, some people like freckles. Uh-huh. I'm here for the moles. Shout out so, to you, man. Uh, so his white back is there, and he's got the little cap on, yeah. little cheesy Marvel, Captain yeah. Marvel cap yeah, yeah, on. Yep, yep, And then he, I don't know, it's some kind of stadium? or Some like, kind of big venue type yeah, thing. Yeah, like a Greek, ancient Greek something. Yeah, I like an amphitheater, yeah, something like yeah, that. Yeah, something. And he just kind of looks back at the camera person and smiles. It's so coy, that smile. It's Oh. <laughs> I was like, what are you? What is this? Uh, right. I felt very much truly. I think after you sent it to me, I think I genuinely said, what is the meaning of all this? Just uh, who are you? What who are you trying to? What? Yeah. Huh? But it's the back. It's He's the so back. broad. He's and so he broad. Was he was tanned. Yes, he, he looked was. healthy. He looked healthy. Good. He looked happy. <laughs> he looked blessed and fed. And I'm just oh. really, I'm, whoever is feeding him, shout out to you. You're doing a great job, shout sweetie. Shout out. Whoever um, is your caretaker. Listen, amen, amen. amen. Um, but he's also doing, he did like a big TV show. There was an AMC called Halt and Catch Fire, mm-hmm. where he played this horrible, um, you know, kind of an anti-hero um, He's very hot, which is yeah. the classically paced. <laughs> you know, right. it's like, oh, he's terrible. But also, he's very hot. Um, there's a couple of... There's a, I've been on YouTube. There are a few compilation videos of all his various uh, love scenes. Oh, um, my gosh. Yeah. See, I haven't watched the show yet because it's just yeah. too much TV right now. That's fair. I mean, That's fair. And you have to catch lot. up and yeah. it's finished and it's all that stuff. So, yeah, put it on your list. But it's I watched the first season mm-hmm. and I was completely enthralled. It also has a very another very hot person, um, Mackenzie Davis, mm-hmm. who mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. just just powerful in her in her hotness um but anyway um he's very good in that he plays kind of like fire and brimstone and very angry and he's the kind of person who if you were to read about his kiss in a romance novel it would be a punishing kiss oh my god yeah it's very good it's that kind of yeah exactly correct that's that's exactly the feeling literally every time he kissed someone on that show i was like oh 
hello. <laughs> as though I was, as though it was brand new. I would literally, literally, my eyes would just go a little bit bigger and I'd be like, oh, okay, mm. let me put the volume up so mm-hmm, I can hear all mm-hmm. the Foley sounds of the smacking because I'm a perv. <laughs> um, but <laughs> anyway. Maybe we should call it a night. Yeah, we should call it a He also did, of course, the Lord of the Rings. Right. So he, uh, the Hobbit. The Hobbit. That was yeah. it. So he was in that whole Lord of the Rings franchise, and he was playing a very ancient, beautiful elf king. Which I'm sorry, that is Lee Pace. Though. That's not playing a new character. That is who he is. He is a, an eternal elf king. Yeah. And see, I didn't. I don't watch any of those. Right. But um, I almost watched for <laughs> <laughs> this one time. I almost watched. <laughs> I almost watched um, Lord of the Rings for Orlando Bloom. Yes. Yes. Back in the day. Yes. And I. <laughs> A lot has changed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but Lee Pace's character is whatever Legolas. an Leg- elf. Legolas. Legolas, yes. All of that. <laughs> <laughs> All of that. <laughs> They're the same They're the same people. Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. I'm not the same people, but They're like, the same kind of person. Elf. Yes, they are elves. Um, yes. Yes. And so the blonde. Yeah, with the, the wig. Yeah. With the pointy ears. Yeah, it should not work. It shouldn't. It should not. It should not work. You know and why I've it works? Seen, because it's Lee Pace. Correct. I've seen the gifs of him, uh-huh. like, you know, being ridiculous or something. Yeah. Um, He's a I very love, ridiculous character. Yeah. I love him just yeah. in the gifs. And, yeah. But it's still not enough to make me watch the film. <laughs> Do you know what? I've only seen some of the film because, like you, I am up to... Like, The Lord of the Rings, for the longest time, were my favorite books. I read mm. them at a very impressionable age. Shout out to Aragorn, who, in many ways, kick-started my journey into womanhood. <laughs> um, but <laughs> I haven't... I didn't really watch The Hobbit. I wasn't necessarily involved in all of that like yeah. I was with the Lord of the Rings films, yeah. the initial uh, trilogy. But I've seen a number of gifts, and I've seen it, you know, in, in the course of watching the movie, there's there's a couple of scenes where he very dramatically throws down his garments, oh and my he gosh. Gotta, he's not naked. I have to stress this, but he kind of um. takes off his. Ca- I know that's disappointing <laughs> to you. I know you're like, no, no. But he's he's standing there, and he has like this, like you said, the ridiculous long blonde wig mm-hmm. and the pointy ears, and he's fiercely beautiful. He looks like the kind of elf that is evil, you know. Yeah, and he throws down his cape that he's wearing, and. He f- tosses it to the floor and I'm like look at this fucking drama queen yes <laughs> like just watching it I was like yes throw me down like that cape like mm-hmm. it was just like yeah it's just uh. mm-hmm. and it shouldn't work but like you said but 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 Lee Pace makes it work he's very he's so beautiful that he makes a ridiculous fucking waist length flaxen wig right and pointy ears he makes that shit work he's yeah. just that good Lee has tried to keep his private life private as much as he can. Yeah. And I respect that. And I think sometimes people feel like in order to connect to a celebrity or someone of note that they need to know all about their business. Mm -hmm. And it's like, we don't necessarily need to know all of that, you know. Um, And I think that he tried for the longest to keep his life separate you know the public persona and who he really is while he was on stage at angels in america you know some of his personal life was exposed and he talked about that and i just feel like 
you know, it doesn't matter. It doesn't. And I think for many people, people were like very pressed about the way in which apparently he had come out. Mm-hmm. So he gave an interview to W Magazine, of course. Um, and he said at the time, I've dated men and I've dated women. I don't know why anyone would care. I'm an actor and I play roles. And he said to the interviewer, to be honest, I don't know what to say. I find your question intrusive. Um, later on, he said, you know, listen, the question caught me off guard and he went to Twitter and he explained himself a little bit. He said, you know, in this recent interview, I was asked a question I wasn't expecting and I was at a loss for words. But, you know, my privacy is important to me. And, you know, I, I try to keep the focus on my work at all times. And I think for many people who are in the queer community, of course, it, it's important because representation matters. Right. And you want to be able to kind of point out, you know, examples mm-hmm. of people living great amazing wonderful full you know the full complement of, of feelings and, and abilities you want to see that and mm-hmm. i think it's important for many people you know this is like the, the a very old argument about should you declare should you not declare etc right. and you know i'm not a queer person i cannot kind of come here and have a an opinion that is kind of rooted in my own identity right. so i'm kind of like wary of kind of telling people how to feel about that right but he was he did a new he did an interview thereafter with the New York Times mm-hmm. and you know he was asked again and he said he mentioned growing up in Texas and he was like you know when you grow up queer you get tough and perceptive and you learn how to field it and when mm-hmm. someone comes at you that you don't know interested in that area of your life it's not always a good thing i certainly knew that when i was a kid and he said you know after moving from Texas to New York he had to deal with people interrogating him about his sexuality um, and he basically just said, you know, listen, the W interview, that whole thing turned out to be a blessing in disguise. You know, essentially, it allowed me to participate, you mm-hmm. know, in the LGBTQ community in a way that, you know, he hadn't before. And he, he this is, I, I thought, a very kind of, this is, I thought was a very good, a good way to kind of say something and actually say something with your chest. And he said, once you say those words and the sky doesn't fall down or the earth doesn't open up, a lightning bolt doesn't zap you. You really can be anything. And then he said, it feels nicer than I ever thought it would be. And the headline to the piece in the New York Times was something pretty special. It said, Lee Pace came out seven times a week. Then he came out for real. Which oh is, goodness. it feels hella straight. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm embarrassed for my kind. <laughs> but I also thought, you know what? Good on Lee for walking back something that sounded a little bit off. And then reiterating it in, I suppose, better language. Ultimately, we're not here to police anybody's sexuality. Oh, I feel, right. you know, so it has to be one of those things that a person does and says and with your whole chest, you know, and God bless him, he did. Yeah. And, you know, I brought it up um, because for a long time, people in Hollywood, they don't want you to know their sexuality or if they're married or if they're attached to someone because mm-hmm. they think that it will lessen their appeal to right. the wider audience. Yeah, you right? never want to limit yourself. Um, but I think, you know, obviously it shouldn't matter. But <laughs> I mean, like if you're going to appeal to somebody, you're going to appeal regardless of what you're doing behind the camera, away mm-hmm. from the camera, rather. You're going to appeal to somebody if you're married engaged whatever if your work is solid Mm -hmm. if you're cute as a button like Mm -hmm. Lee Pace is you're gonna have admirers regardless Mm -hmm. you know and I don't think I don't think his appeal has lessened of course it hasn't it's such a it's (laughs) such a it's such a reductive argument that if if we know he was kissing in like no it doesn't matter and you know listen he's about to be in Captain Marvel like his life is okay (laughs) like work-wise at least he's doing a-okay and like we said he was in Angels in America 
you know, that's the kind of prestige fucking theater that yeah. you want to, you know. So listen, Lee is just fine. Yeah, he's good. <laughs> he's and good, love, enjoy. <laughs> <laughs> and we love him yes, regardless of what he's doing. As long as, you know, hopefully he's never going to say anything. That's it. That's the prayer. Be an asshole. I add that to my prayers every night. All right, all right. Thank you, God, for taking care of my friends and family and myself. <laughs> also, let a man not be trashed tomorrow. Amen. <laughs> so Lee Pace is my current. He's on my current prayer circle. Let's just keep it. Let's keep it moving. Let's keep it good and golden. Yeah. But yeah, God bless Lee Pace from the top of his uh, tall, perfect frame yeah. to the soles I mean, of his probably large feet. You really have to respect somebody who's able to keep their private life private I as do. long as they can. And Lee, man, he tried. He tried. He tried his best. <laughs> he tried his best. But we love him wherever he is. Yeah. Whatever you're doing, Lee. Whatever you're doing. If you could post more um, film of you shirtless yes. and tanned. <laughs> That's up to you, Lee. But do it. With do it for Nicole. With all your moles showing. All your moles, your muscles, that little smirk. He does a great smirk. Oh, my god. He has such a wonderful... His whole everything is just so pleasing. Yeah. I mean, I have to add this in. I wanted to talk about one of my favorite Lee Pace uh, performances, which is not one that gets a lot of... It doesn't get a lot of talk because it was a very small guest role. Um, but he plays a guy who was Mindy Kaling's. Uh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Mindy's first at college. And he is like this uh, kind of a nerd. And he's made a lot of money in the tech world since he and Mindy had hooked up. And he comes back into Mindy's life. And it is amazing. It's a wonderful episode of just silliness. It's just everything that was good about the Mindy project. You can find an example of in that episode. <laughs> but he, he says some things in that in that episode that are just so funny. And Mindy herself has a great little anecdote of working with him and how she was just moved to kiss Lee Pace, which I have to be honest, I fully get. Um, so here she is on Conan talking about her kiss with Lee Pace on her show, The Mindy Project. Having a show named after you can lead to evil behavior. You know, I think the temptation is there. The temptation. And I have, I have succumbed to that temptation. Um, we, we've had a lot of handsome actors on the show. Mm-hmm. And I am a professional. Like, sure. I can be around handsome guys and not... I can behave like a lady. Thanks for including us with your hands. Yes, yes. Handsome guys. <laughs> and... Um, <laughs> Uh, but we had this uh, one actor on the show named Lee Pace, uh, who's very. I, I, I think. We, I think do you yeah, think but, you brought a picture? There he is. Yeah, that's yeah, a yeah, good. Yeah, looking, yeah, good looking that's guy. a very good looking guy. Yeah. Yuck. In a real gentleman. Yeah. Real gentleman. He came on the show, and we had to do this flashback sequence where we were in bed together in college, mm-hmm. and we're just supposed to be having a conversation. But like, he's so tall and he's so handsome. That in the middle of it, he was, he was just supposed to be like, what do you think, Mindy? And I was like, Pfft. and that looked around. And I improvised just kissing him in the scene, which was not in the script. It's not that, see, you just went for it. You just, just started I, kissing that guy, that, was, that picture, he, yeah. He was just looming, he was looming above me. Yeah. And he asked me a question, I was not listening to him at all, because who cares what he was saying? And I was just like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then... <laughs> And then he reacted like that, and, and I pretended it didn't happen. <laughs> and then I walked backstage, where we have two writer-producers, um, Ike, Ike Barinholtz and David Sasson, and they were like, hey man, what are you doing? And that is exactly what I would do if I were in a situation with Lee Pace, and if like, oh my God, I'm, I'm so sorry, I just kissed your chin. I didn't even, I don't know why I did that. I'm so sorry. But I love it, because Mindy's face, as she describes Lee's own being taken aback, mm-hmm. is just like, seriously, it's like, huh? <laughs> <laughs> And I just feel, <laughs> I lo- apparently it was all fine. I yeah. mean, I don't think she'd be telling the anecdote if it wasn't fine. Right. But I just love this idea of kind of like, you know what this scene needs? It needs a, it needs a kiss. 
<laughs> I'm just gonna I'm just gonna throw this in. And it worked out because Lee Pace is a beautiful professional and so is Mindy. And that's that's just my little moment of mm, yeah, that's what I would do also as well. But you know, sadly the the opportunity has not presented itself. But Lee Pace, if you're listening, you should come on first day kit. We should talk about, you know, <laughs> your face and your height and your the general breadth of your shoulders. I just looked it up and he is six five. Mm. Which is very tall <laughs> in general, but yes, also very tall for Hollywood. Yes, very tall. Um, because most Sorry, of our... I'm, I'm yelling because yes. I'm so excited by how tall he is. Very tall, very tall! <laughs> most Ooh. of our leading men are, you know... Oh, I'm going to be generous and say 5'9 to 6 feet. God bless them, everyone. Then you have some outliers like Chris Hemsworth, mm. Tom Hiddleston. <laughs> They're like 6'2". That'll do, pig. That'll yeah, do. and then there's Lee Pace, and then there's Lee Pace. <sighs> he is, um, he's everything. He's, um, yeah. he really is, and he's like that very old school mix of broad and tall mm-hmm. and beautiful on top of it. He's but very old fashioned. Yeah, looking. but again, that like naive mm. boy next door, yes. easy to talk to, kind of charm. Yes. and then you, you know, you get to know him, and he's very devilish. Yes. Yes, he has a smile that I think, like I said, he he switches between this incredibly sweet, open, you know, young man, hey, mm-hmm. smile, into something like, what the hell do you have in your house? Like, yeah. what are you going to introduce me to later on this evening? Like, I, I do, I'm scared, but also I want to know. Yeah. And he has that. It's like you said, there's, there's like a, it's not quite malevolence, mm-hmm. but there is like an edge of menace to him mm-hmm. that I find. I mean, listen, we've said this before. I enjoy a stern man. <laughs> and in watching Hot and Catch Pie, I was like, rah, that's it you know that's the one right there that one that one i I felt like i was at a fair that one that one in the window yeah (laughs) in my creepy witch yeah that one (laughs) give me that one so he has a range of characters Mm -hmm. and when he's playing someone who is not necessarily likable Mm -hmm. you don't get all the drama of him you know going method and being awful to his co-stars or anything like that where he's not from what I know, mm-hmm. you know, I don't know all the whatever. Who knows? Right. But it doesn't, you know, you don't, I haven't heard any stories of him being awful to people and mm-hmm. being mean and terrible and, right. you know, whatever. Being a dick just to, you know, just because your character is awful yeah. doesn't mean you have to be, you have to treat your co-stars in the same way. Lee seems to be about his work. Yeah. He comes in, he does his job. Yeah. He embodies the character that you need him to. Mm-hmm. He is, I think he has like a really great gift for finding the nuance in characters and giving you so many shades within, you know, one character. And they get to be multiple things when they are being played by Lee Pace. And mm-hmm. I think his gift is that he's able to do that without, seemingly without ever selling the audience short. Like he is yeah. not, he, he feels, his performances all feel very sincere and that's regardless of genre. So he's playing in this high fantasy like, you know, right. The Fall yeah. and then you move him into another kind of weird kind of fantasy sequence in Pushing Daisies. You put him into like a sweet little kind of sitcom. He's doing that. You put him playing this over the top, you know, fucking Marvel villain mm-hmm. and he does it. He has he has a gift for comedy. He can do drama. Yeah. One of my favorite films that he was in is Miss Pettigrew lives for a day from 2008 starring Francis McDormand and Amy Adams. Yep. And it's so again, he's, you know, this kind of sweet guy, but also he's, you know, he gets a little frustrated. He's playing a piano player and he's getting, you know, he's frustrated about his life. And aren't we only? And so, you know, he's got a little heat to him in certain scenes in there. But if you haven't seen that film, go look for it. Nice little rom-com. 
yeah, go and check he's that good out. at that. Let's yeah. let's put Lee Pace in more rom coms. Like I'm always very hesitant to kind of you know extol the virtues of a white man to take a job <laughs> over somebody else. I'm like, listen, there are so many people who qualify to do this shit. But having said all that, Lee Pace has a very wonderful, ineffable quality to him that I think would be put to very good use in a very well-written rom-com. And if Hollywood will not provide, bitch, I'm ready to write it because I'm dying to put him together with, I don't know, a five foot three British Nigerian who, I don't know, maybe oh she's boy. a gen- What? Oh what? Boy. <laughs> be the change you want to see in the world. I'm writing the change I want to see in the world. Okay, yes. okay? I'll allow it. Thank yes. you and good day. <laughs> Thank you. This is Thursday, kid. Join the winning team, Nicole. Come on. You better write yourself a rom-com with Lee Pace. Oh, my gosh. Lee Pace, <laughs> come see us and we can write you in a rom-com. Thank you so much. <laughs> we love Lee Pace. Love him to pieces. Uh, to pieces. There's so much to talk about with him. Mm-hmm. He's His height... Yes. The breadth of his shoulders. Yes. His eyebrows. Yes. His mouth, which I know (laughs) is actually ungenerous because shout out to Caucasity, but it's not a bad mouth. I just, you know, okay, let me not say that. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. Anyway. Yes. Um, it's a family fucking podcast. um, (laughs) I just think that, you know, I'm sure that he makes up for lack of... You need to stop right there. (laughs) (laughs) That's what you need to do. You need to stop. In the name of love, before you break my heart. But also, we didn't talk about this, but he's from Oklahoma and was mm. raised in Texas. So he's mm-hmm. got, you know, a certain kind of um, Western, Southern thing yeah. happening. He's a spicy kind of flower. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, he's mm-hmm. still flower. No, for sure. And he's not spicy white. No. But, you that's know. Why, that's why I called it specifically yeah. a spicy flower. Yeah. It's still a good know. base. Yeah. You can I add it to a stew. Like <laughs> if he get if he were to get real relaxed and comfortable, uh-huh. I would hear a twang, uh-huh. and I want to hear that twang. That sounds so disgusting. <laughs> I want to hear that twang. <laughs> she said, leaning into the mic, grinning. Anyway, <sighs> to that end, we have written two drabbles. I imagine they're different because, guys, we say this every time and we mean it. We literally do not see each other's drabbles before, so the reactions right. you hear are very, very much right. um, genuine. Mm-hmm. Um, because, and ask Nicole. Um, Sometimes she's telling me a story and even in the middle of the story, that's not a drama. I go, bitch. And it's from a place of deep love. Just, I just, I want to reach across and shake her. But like, because she's shaken me. So this week's travels about Lee Pace, I mm-hmm. anticipate because Nicola's had this evil little smile all day. Just, no. Stop. I don't know what it means, but I'm also, I feel like I'm in for it. And I'm, no, no, no. See, you're hyping it up and then it's going to no, be like no, bad. No, no. Listen, you hyped yourself up in previous, <laughs> okay, previous episodes. I'm not saying anything that people do not know. Do you want to go first or shall I? I can go first. It's fine. You're going to go first? Yes. <laughs> That's what he said. All right, go. Thank God for sunglasses. The man the concierge called Mr. Pace can't see me watching him as he swims laps in the pool outside of our respective casitas. You disgusting bitch. (laughs) I'm here with someone and so is he, but I feel hypnotized watching his lean body repeatedly break through the water with barely a sound. It's almost dinner time. Everyone else seems to have gone inside to clean off the day, so he has the pool to himself, and I'm glad. I get to watch him in peace. A peace that fell apart when he swam to the shallow end and stood to leave, water trailing from his body as if fainting from the loss of him. The pool tried to hold on to him, 
weighing down his trunks, giving me a flash of pale skin the sun had yet to touch. What? I couldn't help myself. I sat up straighter, any pretense of not watching him fading away. I could make out the freckles across his shoulders, the moles across his back. Oh, God. He hitched up his swim trunks in a careless way, then stretched his arms over his head, lengthening his body even more, and I took a breath. <laughs> From inside my casita, my someone called my name. I spared the man named Mr. Pace one last glance before I went inside, ready to look for any moles I may have missed before today. So... <laughs> So when did you slip the knife into my rib cage? Because I'm ribbons, mate. Oh, man. What? <laughs> this bitch is talking about stretching by the pool. The fucking uh. trunks are way down and the the water is not let. Fuck uh, off. You know, I just have this vision of just do watching you? him mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. lean uh-huh. and wet. Oh, do you know what? I... <laughs> You're saying that your eyes are closed and I know you're visualizing it and I I'm am. I feel like I've been let into a very private room and I I just I'm just looking for a way out mate. I just just let me out. <sighs> Lee Pace. <laughs> <laughs> Boy howdy. Oh god. All right. Uh, I like him. Oh, do you? Yes. It's it was not apparent. <laughs> so good good on you for, for being so coy about that. Thank you, thank you. I, I hide it well. Oh, Jesus. All right. Well, I don't want to continue. To no, be, no, 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 shut no, up. No, we no. need to No. <laughs> no. What I'm gonna do Don't is, do me like this. No, that's exactly how I'm doing you. All right? You come in here, you weave a fucking fantastical tale <sighs> about torsos and lean whatever the fuck. Oh yeah. So no, okay. Let's just let's not <laughs> let's not pretend like you didn't know you were stabbing someone with that story. And she's like, oh, what do you mean this knife? It's nothing. It's a prop knife. Shut up. Anyway, well, Bim, what do you have for us today? Well, I don't have leap pace in a fucking swimming pool. <laughs> Jeez. Oh man, I've got to rethink everything about my life. <laughs> All right. Um. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Instead, I, I, yeah, I didn't go. I didn't go there because my mind so rarely goes there anyway. But um, I, I swear, I'm, I'm thinking about that right now. I can't even. I can't read the words I've written down. I'm just thinking about Lee Pace by the edge of a pool. The man they call Mr. Pace. She said. Fuck. <laughs> All right. Let me. Let me just read something. Sir. Uh, wow. I'm genuinely. I'm genuinely flummoxed. I. I don't know what to do. I can't stop thinking about Lee Pace by a pool. Wow. So here's my drabble. I hope you like it. <laughs> All right. Is this your first time here? The waitress asks, exhaustion mired in the grooves of her face. Lee looks down at me, tongue firmly in cheek. It is most definitely not our first time, he tells her, smiling widely. She rolls her eyes, but I can see the edges of a small smile right beneath the surface. So then you know how it works, she says. But her voice sounds a little less tired this time. We do, Lee confirms. We came here for our first date, he continues, taking my hand and folding it in his much larger one. It wasn't a date, I retort, almost out of habit at this point, honed over the six years since we first met. It was an impromptu meeting, and this was the only place that had a table available. Best meeting of my life, he says, and the sincerity of his equally practiced line is impossible to ignore, because I made you fall in love with me. On the return journey of my extravagant eye roll, I catch the waitress's look. She's enamoured, despite herself, I can tell. 
I stare at him, this man that I have loved with my mind, my body and my soul for so long, and he watches me watch him, eyebrows arched, lips pursed thoughtfully. He dips his chin first and looks at the menu. Order something, I say. You know what I like. Mm, bam! Got a little saucy there. Okay. Yeah, just, just, uh, just some, uh, some spicy mayo, you know, <laughs> just uh, a little cinnamon sprinkle. Oh my god, you call me Pace Cinnamon Sprinkle. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, okay, I see you. Thank my, you. You know, my appreci- body and soul. And, I appreciate being seen. Thank yeah, you. And then yeah. you're all like, you know what I like. Well, okay. he does know what I like. Okay, I see I you. I told him. I told him what I like. Yeah, I did. I did. <sighs> we've we've gazed into the abyss of each other. We've seen some shit, haven't we? Ooh, we've got some secrets. <laughs> <laughs> I cannot wait to be a seventy-year-old with you, Nicole. I just oh my gosh, it's gonna be amazing. It is. We're gonna cackle about you know that time we wrote a story about Lee Pace. Um, luckily though, you don't have to wait until we're seventy to take part in this little little conversation we're having. We're gonna put up these drabbles on our twitter Mm -hmm. and you dear lovely thirst bucket listeners you can choose which of the uh, lee pay stories you liked (laughs) perhaps you want to see lee dripping (laughs) outside (laughs) your tongue away you just your tongue just touched the mic um (laughs) perhaps you want to see lee pace dripping wet uh inside of a pool or maybe you want to see him in some kind of unnamed chain restaurant (laughs) Where he and I had our first date six years ago. It's up to you. Um, we say this every week and we mean it every week. It doesn't matter how you vote as long as you do because we're all winners here. All winners. That's it. Fanfic Wars is not even really a war. It's like no. a it's a fanfic kind of I love and support you marathon. Yeah. yeah. So join us. Love us. Support us by voting <laughs> uh, on our Twitter, which is at Thirst Aid Kit. Day Kit is produced by us, Nicole Perkins and Bim Adewumi, Julia Furlan and TK Dutess. Our music is by Tanya Morgan. You can follow the show on Twitter at First Aid Kit and we're at TN Whiskey Woman that's TN Whiskey with an E Woman and Bim Adew B-I-M-A-D-E-W plus we are on Tumblr at firstaidkitpodcast.tumblr.com Please come and thirst with us over there. For our thirst sommelier service, call and leave a brief, brief brief message on 765-884-4778 that's 765-8-THIRST non-US listeners can send us a short voice note via email please head over to Apple Podcasts and leave us a review and also rate the show it helps other people discover Thursday Kit because believe it or not there are people who still don't know about us and just a pointer we really like when you leave us five stars <laughs> if you live tweet your listen please use the hashtag TACPOD that's T-A-K-P-O-D and you can send us emails of love and affection, your dying crushes, I don't know, um, at ThursdayKit at BuzzFeed.com. Okay, guys, so that was it for this week. But we're going to be back next week and we have even more thirstiness to, uh, mm. to accomplish. So <laughs> in the meantime, please stay hydrated and we will see you next week. Bye. He is very, very talented. And on top of all of that, the package that he comes in (laughs) is really something special. And I, for one, am grateful that he exists and makes work and that I get to enjoy that work. Because, listen, sometimes you're sat in your house and you're like, you know what this moment needs? I need a gif of a tall man playing an ancient elf, throwing his cape (laughs) to the ground. And then Lee Pace walks in and says, here. 
hold my beer. And then he gives it to me. <laughs> and I just appreciate that so, so much because, wow, what a gift. <laughs> 